This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, earlier this month, I spoke to St Albans Extinction Rebellion activist Nigel Harvey, who spoke to us about why he was planning to join in what were then forthcoming protests in London. Along with many other people from St Albans, Nigel has indeed joined other activists from around the country in the protests that are hitting the national headlines. I caught up with Nigel last Wednesday, partway through the protests. So, Nigel, you've you've taken a break from protesting this week to to chat to me. What form have the protests then in London taken? They have been mass participation events, so that we have had samba bands leading marches. There was a, a big, huge, even pink table uh, deposited uh, near Leicester Square. Today, as, we, as we're speaking in Oxford Circus, there's a, a group um, of protesters led by women who are explaining why they are so concerned about the climate crisis there's been all sorts going on and thousands of people taking part in them. And it's just so wonderful to see so many people who are so concerned about the climate crisis that they're willing to get out and actually make their voices heard. And could you just remind us of what Extinction Rebellion's message is this time and who it is that they're hoping will be listening? The, the message is that we have reached crisis point. And if ever there was any doubt of that, The the UN's IPCC report was unambiguous when it was described by their secretary general as code red for humanity. Code red means danger of death for humanity. I mean, that is appalling. So the Extinction Rebellion message is we are in a crisis. We must be having crisis talks. We should all be talking about this, all be engaging about this. And our politicians should be treating it as a crisis, not in the way they're doing it at the moment. The truth is, they are not treating it seriously. And what part did the pink table play in that? Uh, The pink table was a a fantastic thing. I mean, it was four metres high. It looked like about six metres across. And it was transported um, stealthily in parts, then erected just near Leicester Square. And the whole point of it was about saying come to the table. We want politicians and people to come to the table and talk about this, because until we tell the truth and talk, then nothing gets done. Taking action. Okay. So police have been involved. What kind of reception have you received from them? It's been mixed in truth. If you speak to individual officers, actually, they they can often be very supportive. Um, the one officer I was speaking to, um, I explained my concerns. And he said, absolutely, I hear you. But when you get them in a group, it seems like group power and group speak takes over and they become very authoritarian and um, less willing to accept the climate crisis. And so, I, you know, in the presence of several other officers I was speaking to, uh, to, to one, and I said, look, have you got children? Are, and are, are you not worried about the climate crisis? And his answer was, I have no opinion. 
that is tragic. That is tragic because we should all have an opinion on something that will affect our children's futures in the way that the climate crisis will. Are you worried about um, breaking the law, causing chaos? Honestly, I'm not now. The, The difference between blocking a road for a few hours and the absolute chaos that will come on us within the next decade or two is incomparable. And the chaos I'm talking about is the London tube system being flooded by rising seawaters and excessive rainwater, really bringing the capital to a halt. I'm talking about spiralling food prices as crops fail in the baking heat or the flooding rain which means that food prices spiral and we get huge levels of civil unrest. I'm talking about mass migration because large parts of Africa and other tropical areas effectively become unlivable because the temperature exceeds 50 degrees centigrade more than one month in a year. That's the scale of chaos we're talking about. And if we have to block roads or make life a little difficult just for a few hours or a few days to draw attention to that. Sorry to me, that is really good value for money for humanity. Well, you say value for money, but the um, Extinction Rebellion protest, it's estimated, have cost the Met Police somewhere around £40 million so far. I mean, surely we could be better spending that money on, well, something like the NHS or helping homeless refugees. What do you say to that? I would love that money to be spent on other things. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more for that money to go into the NHS would be brilliant. But the reality is the cost of inaction on the climate crisis costs, is going to cost our, 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 our nation not millions of pounds, not even billions of pounds. We're talking trillions of pounds. And so that is a drop in the ocean. So if what we're doing can get Boris Johnson to stop doing the wrong thing, which he's doing at the moment, and just start doing some of the right things, then it's well worth it. And believe you me, I wish we didn't have to do this, but it's the only thing left open to us. So I am so glad that we can and are doing so. And have you seen any indication of whether your protest is being heard? I'd love to say yes. I mean, back in 2019, after after our first two protests, amazingly, Parliament declared a climate emergency. It happened very quickly. This time round... The nature of the government we've got with a massive majority, they're not in listening mode. And if you look at what Boris Johnson's doing at the moment, he's opening a brand new oil field in Shetland, the Cambo oil field, one of the biggest we've ever seen in the UK. He's spending a record amount on new roads, £27 billion, more than has ever been spent before. We don't need more roads. We need less roads and less vehicles, even if they're all electric. And his transport decarbonisation policy makes no attempt to reduce the amount of air travel or airport expansion that's taking place. So sorry, unfortunately, we're not seeing any any listening yet. So we need more people. We need more voices. Okay, so the protests are due to last until Friday. Is there still a way we can join in? 
absolutely it would be fantastic to see even more people from St Albans coming along this really is a bums on seats a bums on streets issue it takes mass participation to get this government to listen and I would implore everybody that is that is listening now to get involved come down for a day or two it's running bank holiday Monday and all the way through to the Friday uh, come on bank holiday Monday take a day off work it could be the most important day you will spend uh, because we need people to listen Okay, and if we do want to join in, how, how do we find out how we can do that? The the easiest way is to follow us on the, the, the Extinction Rebellion St Albans uh, Facebook page. You'll see updates as to what's going on on there, or look at the St Albans Twitter account at XR underscore St Albans, um, or, or look at the St Albans uh, website, uh, St Albans Extinction Rebellion website, which, which again has details. There's also an email address on all of those. Just get in contact with us. We'll make sure you know exactly what you're doing. If all you do is get on a train and open Facebook or open the website when you get there, we'll find a way of connecting you with the other, the other St Albans team. Please, people, come down. It, this is so, so important. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Amanda. I was talking there to Nigel Harvey of Extinction Rebellion St Albans. Now, whilst Extinction Rebellion are best known for, well, just that sort of thing, holding up traffic and protest stunts, other parts of the Extinction Rebellion movement, well, they opt for quieter types of action. Extinction Rebellion Faith Bridge has organised the Camino to Cop pilgrimage, which will be passing through St Albans on the 8th of September. I spoke to Stephen Marcus of Extinction Rebellion Faithbridge and I started by asking him if he could tell us a bit more about this organisation. Sure, Extinction Rebellion Faithbridge is um, an organisation made up of people of different faiths and none, but who have some sort of um, spiritual belief. Okay. And the Camino to Cop, so it goes, it starts in two branches, goes from Bristol and London to Glasgow. Why the Camino? What's what's it called that for? Well, the Camino is a Spanish word which just means way, but there is the um, the Camino de Santiago de Compostela that um, is, a, is a famous pilgrimage route. So we are drawing on that heritage for, to choose the word, but it is a Spanish word that just means way. And who's this for? Is this just for people of faith or is this just for Christians or, or is this for anybody? No, I mean, it, it's for, I mean, I'm Jewish, so it's certainly not just for Christians. It's for people of all faith, but also for people of, of no faith. In our vision statement, we say we are united by a faith that we, that we are capable of making a difference. So, yeah, we're, people don't have to have a, a, a traditional faith, but um, we are united by faith that we can uh, do something to make a difference. And what's the purpose of the Camino? The purpose of the Camino to COP is to draw attention to the climate crisis and to engage with the communities that we go through as we walk up to Glasgow. Um, some of those are faith communities, but also local communities who will be able to come to outreach events and join us on our walk. So to, you know, to, to highlight the crisis, especially in the lead up to COP26. And can you just tell us from a sort of a, an organisational point of view how it's working, how the different legs are working? 
we are going to have eight weeks to walk from um, London all the way up to Glasgow and it's going to be an average of 10 uh, miles a day. Some legs are shorter than others um, just because of the communities that we go through and we will be welcoming day walkers to, to join us on the Camino to Cop com website it explains where we'll be starting our walk and day walkers will be able to join at 9 a.m to start at 9 30 um, and then we'll walk to our destination and then day walkers can can go home and the people who are walking the camino um, will stay in church halls or other village halls um, and they will sleep there and do an outreach event generally in whichever place they go and then they'll carry on the next morning. And what's it hoped that people taking part in the Camino will get from this? Well, I think it varies. Um, but I, I suppose, speaking personally, I want to have the feeling that I've done whatever I can to highlight the issue of climate change. Um, for a lot of people, that is an important issue to be able to look themselves in the eye and to, to say that they've done everything that they they could um and also th this is going to be a, an adventure for for a lot of people a challenge of, uh, and you know that is is something that I, I certainly hope to enjoy it and i think other people will as well as facing the the the, the difficulties that will come up as well and if we're listening now and we're thinking oh, do you know actually i could do that can we join in absolutely so on the community on the website, CaminoToCop.com, it explains um, that there's a route and if you go to the individual route for each day, it explains where the start is, it gives a postcode and so you'll be able to go there and join and you know, be part of the, the preparations at nine o'clock and then leave at 9.30 and then join us on part or you don't have to do all the walk but you could just choose to join for, for part of it and even if it's just to come at the beginning to wish us on our way that would also be lovely. And you've got some some meetings around the Camino can you just tell us a bit about those? Sure yeah in on the 7th of September we will be walking um, from Harrow to St Albans and then in St Albans in the evening we've got a meeting an outreach event at 7 30 in the evening at St Luke's Church in Selbarns Lane and the tickets, the free tickets are available on Eventbrite. If you put in, hear about the Camino to Cop, then uh, you'll be able to get free tickets and they, they're only 50 because we're being careful in terms of COVID to, to make sure that we don't have to fill the hall. And also then in Harpenden on the 8th um, at St Nicholas Church Hall, We've got another outreach event, again, the same title in Eventbrite here about CaminoToCop.com. And then, yeah, you can, if they're still available, you, you can uh, get a free ticket to come along. And Stephen, will you be joining in the Camino? I, I will be. I will be, I hope one of the people will be walking all the way from uh, Parliament Square to Glasgow. If my uh, and my legs hold up but that is my my hope and my intention well good luck with that Stephen and um, we hope that uh, we've got lots of blister plasters packed I have. thank you very much indeed for telling us about that thank you Amanda I was talking there to Stephen Marcus of Extinction Rebellion Faith Bridge 
Now, getting out and watching wildlife is great for our mental health, and this can also give you the opportunity for some fabulous wildlife photos. Amateur photographers across Hertfordshire and Middlesex are being asked to submit their best wildlife images for Wild Snaps, a photography competition run by the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. Now, the competition is open until the 16th of September, and after the competition closes, the winner will be chosen by an online public vote. Now, the winning image will be featured in Wildlife Matters, the Trust's membership magazine, and the winner also gets a £300 voucher for wildlife watching equipment and two runners-up will get prizes as well thanks to competition sponsors Opticron. Now the competition entries will be shortlisted and the winner will be chosen by public vote and everyone who votes will be eligible to enter a prize draw to win an exclusive one-to-one smartphone safari a smartphone photography masterclass kindly sponsored by Jet Black Squares. Now for full list of competition rules and to enter your fantastic photos just visit the hearts and middlesex wildlife trust website under wild snaps now you can get in touch via twitter at rv underscore environment or via the environment matters facebook page or do drop me a line on amanda at radioverolum.com i'm going to be back at the same time next week but until then thank you for listening